This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, the lady auto mechanic. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, (laughs) Allison Walker, ASE certified. I am in no way uh, at all the lady auto mechanic, and and you are. And how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, we're glad everyone can join us this morning or this afternoon if you're listening to the podcast. We're going to talk about driving in the rain today between your vehicle repair questions. Because we've had so much rain lately. It's... I'm... Over it. I know everyone's a little bit over it. Well, to me, I I'll, I liken living in Mississippi to a terrarium. Yeah. It's just always moist, yeah. and I like that. It gives me a dewy skin. Yeah. It's kind of tropical. <laughs> but uh, you get you get rain showers yeah. lots of times, and especially you know in the summer, you can get the pop up rain showers at night. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of things. To keep in mind when it's raining, and other drivers may think other drivers can't drive in the rain. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's a ton of wrecks as soon as it drops the drops. So. Right. And our very first one is wait until the weather improves if possible. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. But if you can wait a bit. Yeah. That's always good, especially if it's really coming down. Well, I, I was coming back from uh, Columbus. Or, yeah, went from racing up there. And, uh, no, that was when we went to the car show day in Tupelo, actually. We were coming through Columbus, and it had torrential rain. And we went ahead and left to come home because it was late already. We had stayed some friends till late. And then, come to find out, we had driven right through a tornado. Like, we missed a tornado by, like, 30 minutes or something. So that's scary. Right. <laughs> Don't so do that. You, so if you wait if you can. Next one, uh, double-check your car's equipment. Now, what kind of equipment... Uh, you know, you're in working order before you encounter rain. So I guess this is also just general maintenance. Probably the uh, main one I see, it's, you know, you get caught in the rain when your wipers are messed up. That's when you know that they're not working. Um, when I worked at O'Reilly's a long time ago, we would get an onslaught of people coming in while it's raining, and they'd want us to put on the wipers for them. So we were constantly in the rain putting on wipers outside. It wasn't fun. That was me, except for if yeah. we were coming back from some, uh, some school thing in Starkville and there was an auto parts store on the side of the road and I guess I had put on the windshield wiper wrong and it started uh, flipping around the wrong yeah. way so I needed help. Some of them are a little bit complicated. Uh, something I like to do just to just a little tip on, on getting wipers. I actually like to go to a dealership and get your OEM original equipment Ooh. wipers. They don't cost that much more or they're about the same as anything you get in a local parts store but you get what's made for the windshield um, and, of course, that increases the value of your car a little bit when you have original equipment on there. Or you replace it with something that's actually a, a Toyota part or a Honda part. So that's just a little tip. Okay. How often, how do you know when you need to replace your wipers? When it's raining and they don't wipe, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Other than that, now, when I 
um, clean my windshield, I always clean my wiper blades off. That's a, right. a good tip is to, to keep it in, in good, clean order. And then um, I put the Rain-X on my car recently, and I like that. And I wiped my blades with that a little okay. bit, so kind of lubed them a little bit. Um, so that'll prolong the life right. of your blades, I've noticed. And don't get cheap ones, because I've noticed they wear out really, really fast within like a year when you can have some that last. 10 years. So when you stop really to get time. gas, get the squeegee out, scrape all the bugs off the windshield, and go ahead and check the wiper blades. Yep, wipe them down, look at them. And what about tire depth? Well, there's Tread. a, there's a, a common thing that I hear about people doing is taking a penny mm-hmm. and putting it in your tread and you have a, three different spots you want to check. You want to check, make sure you check the inside because that gets left out and that usually wears quicker. Um, and so, but it, but it can be on your inside or outside, but put the penny's head in there and it's Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln on there. And if the, if it's covering up his head at all, you're okay. But if it's not coming up to his head, then you, it's, it's too low at that point. So that's a common check that you can do. And you want to check in three points on your tread as you go across the tire. Excellent. We're talking about driving in the rain, but Allison's here and she is quite happy to volunteer to come in and answer your car repair questions. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto, A-U-T-O, auto at mpbonline.org. I have a a couple of announcements, and I want to do it before I forget why it's on my mind. On May 7th at the Spillway Reservoir Library in Brandon, I'm having an auto workshop. It's it's on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, and you'll just learn basic stuff. I'm going to show you where your oil dipstick is, why you check your oil, when to check the oil, check your coolant. We're just going to go over some basic things, but um, and I'd I'd like to meet people if they want to come out and just... um, hang out and talk cars but we're going to do that for about an hour and that's at the spillway brandon reservoir library it's on spillway road um out in brandon it's a a cute adorable little library and it's got a really nice it's got the botanical gardens next to it it's it's really nice and then on may 11th i'm going to be having my own booth at the south life car show and it's at the mississippi braves stadium on a saturday now that's going to be a big deal we really like to see people come out for that um um, that's going to be for charity. Uh, it's 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 um, promoting cars here, which are I think it's a good thing to do for Mississippi to yeah. promote the car world. So, Trustmark Park here. Pearl mm-hmm. on May 11th, and the Brandon Reservoir Spillway Library on May 7th for that's a workshop. Right. Okay, great. Let's go to uh, let's do another tip. Slow down. Slow oh, down. Slow down. I got past. In the torrential rain on Saturday, I got passed with a double yellow line in the rain. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Wow. Well, that's taking it even to another yeah. level. And I know if people remember from the road tests, you're supposed to follow so many hundred feet. I never can do that. So I like to do the seconds. Okay. I like to always oh, count it tr- as yeah. you pass an yeah. object on the right. road. The, the car in front of me passes an object. And I like to at least be two Mississippis, probably three Mississippis behind them. But if it's raining, you need to be four to six Mississippis, I think.
think. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm surprised how many people I see speeding and going over the speed limit. Like, that would be a good time to at least do the speed limit, <laughs> then, at, at least when it's raining. I see people speed a lot when it's raining. It blows my mind. All right. Let's talk to Scott in Jackson. Scott, we're so glad that you have uh, called in to autocorrect to be with us. You're on the air. Go ahead. I have a question. I have a 2010 Hyundai Genesis and the master brake, well, I guess the parking brake, it goes over to the floor where it grabs. Is that normal? On, on your parking brake, your emergency brake is what you're saying. Yes. That seems a little odd, but as long as it's engaging, I think you wouldn't want to fool with it. Um, it, it should be self-adjusting itself. Maybe it's not adjusting itself. But if, if it's engaging and it's holding your car in place on a hill, which is when I would check it to make sure it's working, or you can push the gas and see if it moves while that brake is on. It shouldn't. Um, then what's that? I say thank you. Oh. You're, you're very welcome. Thanks, Scott, for being on our show today. We're talking about driving in the rain, but we'd love to take your questions for uh, any automotive question. 1-877-672-7464. couple more tips for driving in the rain. Turn on your headlights. Ooh, that's a simple one. And you know how many gray cars I see without their headlights on and you literally can't see them? Well, one thing that I have read is that because a lot of our streets have headlights or have uh, tra- have uh, street lights, a lot of times you don't notice you don't have your lights yeah, on. Right. Because you can see, but they might yeah. not be able to see you. That's why I really like automatic headlights. Yes. I honestly really, that's one of the few features that I like that's a technologically advanced thing that, that we do. And the kind that turns off when you turn your car off right. are really, really nice too. So, yes, please turn your headlights on. Check your parking, your, I'm sorry, your uh, brake lights, too, because I, there, there's so many people I see going down the road that you have three brake lights on your car. They're missing two. They've got one. And that's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, with Mississippi not having car inspections anymore, you need to have a buddy sit in your car and left turn signal, right turn signal. Or you can go into a convenience store backwards and check it. Ooh, that's what I like to do so you can see it in the window or anywhere that has a front window on it. Just back in and check your light. Check. Go ahead, check your turn signals and everything while you're while you're there. What a cute tip! I like that one, Allison. And use those windshield wipers too. Uh, that may be a you know a common sense thing, but you know your your windshield wipers are adjustable, or you know high, low, or just flick yeah. them on and off. But make sure that you use them. And you, yeah. what are some other products you, you mentioned? You like Rainex, Rainex, and there's some other products out there. You can actually use Car Wax works okay. really well, probably a little better than Rainex. And um, so that obviously that beads up your the rain on your windshield. And it was so it's a lot lot better. It's a lot lot better for all the rain that we get. I recommend that for everyone to put that on their car. But if you hear a scraping or they're streaking, that's when you should replace them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to continue our discussion of tips for driving in the rain when we come back from our break. If you have a problem with your vehicle, 
Allison Walker. <laughs> <laughs> the Lady Auto Mechanic is here to answer your calls. Our number is one 877 mpb ring That's one 877 You can also send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm Robert Krulwich from Radiolab. We're told that smell triggers memories in the brain. So if you're in your car, let's try something. Roll up your windows and inhale, okay? There are some memories you cherish and others that just um, linger. But now here's a thought. How about contributing this barrel of aroma that is your car to your favorite public radio station? And you might even get a tax deduction. Thanks. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you can't listen to our show all the way through live, please find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts when I am driving late at night. Here are the recalls for the week. The 2014-2015 Acura MDX-MDX Sport Hybrid have a problem with the tailgate lid lights accumulating moisture. The 2019 Jeep Wranglers Ram 1500s have are recalled after the steering wheel pops off. The 2010-2013 Suzuki Kashis uh, the two uh, and the 2006-2013 Grand Vitara have a problem with the front passenger leather seats. 2018-19 Volvo S90 and XC600 have problems with their front seats, and the 2019 Lexus ES ES300H, the driver knee bag airbag. The driver knee airbag may have not been properly fastened. Wait a second. Did you just say a car steering wheel comes off? That's right. That's Who right. Was that? Which the 2019 <laughs> Jeep Wranglers and Ram 1500s recalled after the steering wheel pops off. Wow. I'm blown away by that. All right. And uh, don't forget that there are just millions of cars who ha- are part of this to Takata airbag recall, and even if your car has been fixed, it might be recalled again. So please check to find out if your car has a recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls, and put in your VIN number. All right, let's go to Ronnie in Batesville. Ronnie, we're so glad that you've called in to autocorrect. You're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, I've got some advice. Please. We were told, uh, do not use cruise control whenever you're training. Awesome. Oh, I was going to say that. I took taking a note. Uh, yeah. 
Right. So it could be on the road. So basically, when you're driving down the road and you have your cruise control on and you have a situation where you have to put on your brakes, well, you don't get that that little period that is just there's no gas before you push exactly. the brake and it causes you to lose traction. So don't drive with your cruise control. That's in I the had, rain. Right. And then I heard whenever you're changing your light, if you have a turning signal out whenever you're turning, it'll usually, uh, the clicker, it'll blink faster. Oh, Although yeah. Either your front or back might be out. That's right. That was a little bit of advice. And uh, when you're driving in the rain, you got a touch screen, try to keep your... Try not to use the road. it. Don't be touching the screen. It's easy to yeah where you are on the road. And that's for if it's raining or if you're just driving. I'm hearing there's that's a problem with that. From uh, yeah. when I get on car forums and we're talking about car stuff, and, and it'll if that gets brought up, it gets on a long rant of how hard it is to use a touchscreen while okay. you're driving on these cars. That it's much more complicated than back in the day. Say you're going to change your air conditioner temperature, or whatnot. Yeah. They say it's so much harder to do than just the buttons from back in the day. It's a little complicated on my Prius like that. You know something else too. I, I wish you know like you were saying with the turn signal where it'll flash mm-hmm. quicker when the turn signal bubbles out. I really wish they had something that told you your brake light is out. Now, yeah. why don't they have that on? I don't know a single car that has that feature. Maybe they yeah. do on some of these newer cars. Maybe they've wisened up. You so they're all about safety. Yeah. Uh, love the show. Uh, oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate you listening. Thanks, Ronnie. We appreciate you calling in. If you have a comment about driving in the rain or you have a question for Allison, we would love for you to be part of our show. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Let's go to Frank in Hazelhurst. Frank, we're so glad you called in. You're on autocorrect. Go ahead, please. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Yeah. I got a 2010 Ford Fusion. Uh, of course, it's about the electric fan in front of the radiator. Would I have to pull the radiator out to change that, to change that fan out? On that car, I imagine you would because most cars you do. And it being a, a front-wheel drive car, um, you, you probably you probably will have to but it should is it in front of the radiator or behind the ra- is it in closer to the engine or closer to the front of the car uh, closer to the engine okay um, you might can get away well, you, no you might not have to take the radiator out on that you should be able to take take it out because that's before you take the radiator out you usually have to take your electric fan out so in, oh. as, as far as in what order it goes so you're probably fine so it's gone bad. I'll give you a tip on that electric fan. Hook it up to your battery. Make sure it's the motor that's gone bad in it if you're having an electric fan problem. Because it could be the, the control switch that makes it turns on that reads from your coolant temperature sensor. So you could have a problem up in there or a relay versus the electrical motor going out in your fan, which is kind of rare. Okay, well, what it's doing is making a noise. 
like it might be wobbling or the bearings or something going on. Oh, okay. Maybe the bearing is gone out in your electric fan. Make sure that's yeah. what it is, though. That's a little bit of a, a rare problem to have. I, I personally haven't heard of one doing that before. So um, make sure that's what it is and make sure it's not one of your pulleys on your engine itself. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Frank, we're glad that you called in. We're talking about tips for driving in the rain today, but we're also taking any vehicle repair question. We would love for you to call in and participate. I'll get a pen. I'll wait. <laughs> the number is 1-877-672-7464. Let's go to Ed. Ed, we're so glad that you've called in uh, to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Good morning. Beautiful morning, isn't it? It is gorgeous out today. I have a simple question. When I had a recall notice on my Prius, a six-year-old Prius, when I took it into the shop, they like they like shops sometimes do. They want to tell you something else that needs to be done. They told me that my radiator needed to be drained and put new coolant in, and they said the the electrical system, the battery part of the Prius, also had a separate. A cooling system that needed to be drained and flushed. I'd, I've had cars for years, and I've never drained and flushed any radiator. I just added added coolant. Does this make any sense, or are they just trying to get me to buy something in the service department? No, they're they're correct on that, and there is a separate cooling system for the hybrid batteries on in the inverter on your hybrid car okay. but um so on, on your coolant you want to replace it about every usually coolant lasts about a hundred thousand miles uh it, it used to not last as long you do want to clean 000. it out at sixty thousand it's yeah. probably not due yet if it if it still looks good it's probably not due yet but what you have as your car heats and cools the the radiator hoses break down on the inside and that gunk okay. moves around so it's not actually the fluid that goes bad but it's the gunk that gets in it and that'll stop stuff up and uh, and you want your coolant to be good and fresh because it has anti-corrosive capabilities so it keeps all that system inside lubricated if you notice coolant has a uh, a slippery feel to it. It kind of feels like oil. It's because it has an anti-corrosive. Right. So yes, you 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 do need it refreshed at some point. And yours, like you're saying, if you were topping it off on your older cars, you had a leak somewhere. So you were you were kind of keeping it fresh by keeping it on topping it off because it was leaking out. Okay. So that may have been what was going on in that situation. They're a closed system, so you shouldn't have to top them off. If you have to top them off, you have a leak. So that may have been what was happening in your previous so it, vehicles. It, it's maybe not due yet, but it wouldn't hurt to go ahead and do it. It wouldn't hurt, but I would on that car. Uh, I would wait to a hundred thousand, but double check to make sure that's the fluid that lasts that long. And in uh, so you'd you'd want to do that. Maybe check your owner's manual in there. In that, yeah, I, I'm owner, not real all, sure if all, it says all, it in there or not. All the owner's manual says is check the fluid levels. Just check it. At, okay. At, certain intervals yeah look and see when it gets to the hundred thousand mile interval if it recommends it then or a hundred and twenty thousand okay. all right but um but that's a, a given usually coolant lasts about a hundred thousand miles once it's been refreshed okay great thank you for your information you're welcome enjoy your program thank you thank you very much ed we're so glad that you've called in we're going to go next to bobby in pedal bobby we're so glad you've called in to autocorrect you're on the air go ahead 
Okay, on the warning for a brake light being out um, for many, many, many years. I don't know if they still do it, but I got a lot of years behind me, so I know how it used to be. Whatever vehicle I've ever had, if the brake light goes, if the dash lights are out, that means your brake lights are out. And that's a warning. If you see your dash lights out, the brake lights are out. That's what you go by. Uh, whether they still do that or not, I don't know, but that was a pretty good idea when they did it. Well, we'll I see keep what that you're in saying. Mind. Okay. Um, and so I've never heard of a car doing that before. Well, that's neat. Yeah, well, that would be nice if they did that. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bobby. We appreciate that tip. Let's okay. go now to Hoke in Mobile. We're so glad that you've joined us on AutoCorrect. You're on. Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm glad to be on with you. Uh, anyway, um, I got a little tip. Uh, it's an old truck driver's tip for uh, when your windshield wipers go out in the rain. Keep a um, a plug of chewing tobacco in your uh, glove compartment, and just rub that all over your uh, your windshield outside, of course. And uh, the rain won't stick to the windshield. Okay. Wow. I don't really have that just around, but um, well, maybe we could get well, like that. We could get a, a, a can for the whole staff, and everybody take a little pinch and put it in a Ziploc bag. Well, no, no, you need the uh, you need the uh, the hard. Uh, they used to come in uh, little bricks. Oh, okay. Uh, they they aren't expensive. They're still around. All right. Uh, but um, the um, apparently the uh, oil from the uh, tobacco um, keeps the keeps the rain from sticking to your windshield. Uh, that is wild. All right. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Who, who it, tried that the first time? I'm <laughs> I, they were I desperate. Sure don't know. But uh, I, I started hearing about it though, back in the 50s. Actually, uh, there's a lot of people that dip in the state of Mississippi, so maybe they hear this this tip. Yeah. Share, share a dip with a friend. Yeah. Yeah, really. All right. Thanks, Hoke. We really appreciate that. All right, so we've been talking about uh, tips for driving in the rain. We're also taking your car repair questions, and we'll continue to do so after the break. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. And don't forget, our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car not to buy and the reason not to buy it? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can listen to all of the local shows and watch some of the MPB TV shows, too. Consumer Reports has a list of 108 2007 to 2016 models that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the GMC Yukon and the XL model years, 2007 and 8 and 14, 15, and 16. Some of the worst problems are excessive oil consumption, taillights not working properly, and the AC not working properly. 
So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests Consumer Reports and CarComplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis, and he has reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years. His review this week is on the 2019 Jeep Wrangler. But today on AutoCorrect, we're talking about driving in the rain, but Allison's here to also take your tips let's, or take your questions. Let's go to Buddy in Natchez. We're so glad you've called in, Buddy. Um, you're on the air on AutoCorrect. Well, good morning. I was just going to tell you that back in 83, I had a Cadillac with a little uh, pod that sat down just uh, at the top of my rear window. And there was nothing more than just those fiber optic cables going to this little pod. And if I uh, hit my brakes, both these little lights on that pod would light up. If I had a turn signal that was uh, blinking, the little pod is the end of the uh little uh, cable would light up and it was easy to spot whether or not I had a turn signal or something that was out but here just a few years ago I had to go across country and I was in a Cadillac about a two year old Cadillac when I got ready to turn around and come back here to Natchez the car would not come out of park a Cadillac everything on it would work but it would not come out of park and nobody I could see knew anything about it but the book was in the glove box thank goodness read the book about midways it says if a turn signal bulb on the back of this car burns out the next time you put it in park it will remain there until you change the bulb that's ridiculous wow about six or seven more pages over i found it says should your car stop in park Procure a screwdriver, remove a plug in the bottom of the steering column, insert the driver with a sharp upward force, release the car from park. Now, how many people are going to go to church or something and be somewhere on a Sunday and the car won't come out of park because a turn signal bug burned out? Here comes a record truck. There it goes to the shop, and about $200 you get your car back because a taillight bulb burned out. Seriously, right. And how do you get to the the parts store to get the bulb? That's right. (laughs) And if you didn't read the manual, how would you know why the car stayed in park? Buddy, you you just provided a valuable service to all of our uh, Cadillac drive-in listeners and also listeners to remind everybody, keep your owner's manual in the glove box. So that was a recent Cadillac then. So, yeah. Okay. It wasn't about five-year-old car altogether because it was a couple of years ago and it was a couple-year-old car at the time. So, yeah, read the owner's manual. Uh, Another reason to read the owner's manual, especially if you have a Cadillac, apparently. Crazy quirk that might be in that car that you'll have to know how to get around. That's right, buddy. Thank you so much. We appreciate you calling in today. Okay. Thank you. Love your show. Thank you. All right, we're talking about driving in the rain, but we're also taking your uh, car repair questions. Allison is here. Our number is one eight seven seven 
672-7464. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We did get a few emails. Let's go uh, to this one from Mary. She has a long-sitting engine. I have a slant 6 225 engine. You'll have to explain what that is later because I have no idea what that means. That has been sitting up for years. Do I need to pre-lube the engine? If I do need to, please tell me how to do it. Now, is this something you would need to reply? Is this something you need to reply back for? Um, Because instructions on pre-lubing the engines are long and detailed or... Uh, that's, that's simple. One thing she can do is just turn the crank on it to see if it turns. Uh, say it's a little hard, you can put a little oil on each cylinder where the spark plugs are. Take the spark plugs out, put a little oil in there. Uh, for people storing an engine or putting a car up for a long time, you can pour put a little bit of oil in your cylinders to keep them lubed and keep them from rusting. So that's what she would want to do is turn that crank for first. And... Um, and you know, make sure the engine turns and it's not locked up. So it's locked up. You got a little, a little bit more of a problem. You might can try oil that might uh, loosen it up, but it might need a rebuild at that point. And can you tell me in thirty seconds or less what a slant six two twenty five engine is? Um, uh, just imagine six cylinders in a row at a, a little bit of an angle. Oh, okay. So it's okay. just a little bit, little bit slanted, more than normal. Okay. Usually, uh, inline six to sit up almost straight that's why they have stronger combustion because the gas goes straight down with gravity they they tend to be a really strong engine they're legendarily awesome engine most most manufacturers they they're really good engines good to know all right uh, so does that that do it for mary is that good good enough for her it ought to be all right I thanks so. all right we've got a call we're going to take craig in biloxi craig we're so glad that you've called in to autocorrect you're on the air go ahead Okay, good morning. Morning. Uh, morning. I was wondering, I, I was wondering uh, there's a button that gets activated if you have an accident that shuts everything down, and I was wondering if they get set off very often. I've heard of them acting up on cars before. I think what you're talking about, maybe you're talking about, is the fuel shutoff when a car turns over, maybe? or, or uh, And that may be a new feature you're talking about where you just a, a crash in general turns everything off. I honestly haven't heard about that before. Yeah, well, I have a 94 Ford Explorer, and, and it says that it's underneath the floor mat, or, or it's on the firewall by the, by the passenger side. Uh, but it says if you have an accident, you have to reset that switch. That's weird. Might have been something they try. Sometimes manufacturers will do something kind of odd and different like that, hoping that it catches on and hoping that it's a system that works well. Kind of like Cadillac with the... <laughs> the car that wouldn't come out of park if it's got a turn right. signal bulb out. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, Craig, you've just crazy. given us, you and uh, Buddy have given us ideas for buttons How and not switches. To build a car. <laughs> yeah, buttons and switches <laughs> right. you may not know you have in your car. But uh, thanks for pointing us out to the, us about that, and we'll maybe do a little bit of extra research on that, okay? Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling Thank in. You. We're going to go to Wilson and Van Cleve today. Where's Van called, Cleve? It's over on the coast. Okay. Uh, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Uh, thank, you for, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a 2005 Jaguar XJ8. 
I had a hole in the radiator, so I took out the radiator. Uh, to do that, I had to pull the fan and so forth, put it all back together. And after I got it back together, the when I took it out on a test drive, when I hit about 30 or 40, the temperature gauge went all the way up to the top to hot and the, and the light turned on. So I figured, well, let me check the, the thermostat. So I changed the thermostat and it's still doing the same thing, but the engine isn't hot. The engine's not hot or nothing. It's just uh, as soon as I go up to about 30 or 40, the temperature starts rising and the uh, red hot light turns on. Uh, the only thing I can think of is if your coolant temperature sensor is acting up, your ECT sensor. Um, but what you'd want to do, you know those those uh, infrared temperature guns that you could point it at your radiator or point it at your engine and see what temperature it is? That's how you check an engine coolant temperature sensor to make sure it's working correctly. Okay, I will certainly do that. Thank you so much, and God's blessings to both of you ladies. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much, Wilson. Yeah, I guess one thing I have learned from this show is sometimes your thing is broke, and sometimes the sensor for the thing is broke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Lots of times. We're going to continue discussing driving in the rain when we come back from the break. We just have a few more minutes left, but we're taking your auto repair questions we'd love for you to call in our number is 1-877-MPB-RING 1-877-672-7464 and our email address is auto at mpbonline.org what's new in the news hang on a minute and we'll tell you this is autocorrect on mpb think radio tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at mpbonline.org slash autocorrect a little later today. Here's what's in the news this week. It's on the front page of the USA Today. And people feel differently on there's two sides of this story, and you'll have to make your own decision. But just we're making you aware through model legislation, used cars can run 
a deadly risk. For auto dealers, the string of accidents was a warning sign on what was to come, a barrage of lawsuits filed against them for selling recalled used cars without fixing them. So essentially, used auto dealers have are trying to not get sued by buyers of cars with recalls. They have, it's, they have this model legislation that uh, they're trying to pass through 43 states that would allow them to sell recalled used cars so long as they disclose open recalls to customers in the sales documents. The auto detailer, the auto dealers say that this helps buyers know about recalls, but consumer advocates say that these legislation is a cynical ploy. It would require a bare minimum disclosure of responsible behavior on part of the auto dealers, but leave out any requirement for them to actually fix That's the That's what I think. They should fix it. Right. Well, the, the bill would give the dealers a potential legal argument when trying to fend off lawsuits by implying that with recall disclosure, it is legal to sell a car with a, a used car with a, a, a recall. Interesting. But you need, you know, it's also kind of buyer beware. If if you've got, if you're buying a used car, you need to look up the recalls for that. That too. But yeah, it's as simple as them taking it to the dealership, just like you would do. So right. That, I don't see why they couldn't do. All that. right. Uh, I'm Liz Gill. And I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified mechanic. We're taking your calls today. Let's go to Jackie in Madison. Jackie, we're so glad that you've called in today. You're on AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Um, I have had, uh, my husband and I have had Subarus for, um, we've, we're on our third one. And we uh, always have had a legacy, which always has a sunroof. And the last two we've had, we hand them down to our children when we get a new one. Uh, they've had uh, water leaks. And um, we didn't know where it was coming from. We just find water on the floor uh, in the front and the back seat, usually on the passenger side. My question is, we've had Nissans before that had a very old Nissan that had a sunroof. It never leaked. I have um, an old Nissan with a sunroof, and it doesn't leak. Yeah, but the, the Subarus, we've had a problem with them. And now when I take it in for an oil change at the Subaru dealership, I've asked them to air blow out those hose, those drainage up on the sunroof. Right. I don't know if that's where the water's always come in. We actually had to replace the sunroof when we gave our, our son our last one um, last year. How much did that um, cost, just out of curiosity? Uh, over $1,200, something like that. It was that crazy. Sounds, but yeah, that's high. It's not quite as bad as I thought it would be. But yeah, did that it, fix it the problem? Bad. So how do I how do I know uh, how to take care of it? I've checked my owner manu- manual. It says you nothing don't. about dealing with your sunroof. There's nothing you can do. That's a design flaw, and Super needs to address that and do a better job at making sunroofs is what it sounds like. They need to get their design down better, and somehow they they don't have it uh, where it's sealed off correctly. When you replaced it, had it replaced, did that fix the problem, or did it start leaking eventually? Or my son's driving the. It's only been a little over a year, so they haven't had a problem. But we also had a problem with it 
uh, being able to stay open and closed, we'd open it and then we'd have a problem. We didn't use it all the time. And they said, always, you know, use it, use the button, open it, close it. And we hadn't been doing that. So now we. Oh, so maybe it tore something. Maybe it got stuck because it hadn't been used in a while. Yeah, it still seems like you shouldn't be having that problem, though, to be honest. Is there there any other way that water will leak into your vehicle and end up on the floors, uh, the vents, any other place that we should check? Um, yeah, those drainage lines that you're talking about, that that is that's it. So you're you're definitely thinking in the right direction with that. Other than that I don't I don't know of one that would go that would do like that. So it's not the air vents around the front uh near the hood or anything like that. I wouldn't think so uh, on that. What, what you can do is email us, and uh, I can see if I can look in something further and maybe get some tips. Uh, I'll give you a tip, and this is for everyone. When you have a car, you can get on a forum for that car, and if you have a question, you can ask a whole bunch of other people this question that deals specifically with your car. So there's Toyota Tundra forums, and there's Subaru Legacy forums. Oh, and there. So that that's one tip. You can actually look on those forums without being a member uh, you can google that answer or, or sorry that question and a lot of times it'll pull up uh, information from an actual car forum and it can give you an idea you can't comment on there or ask a question until you sign in and register with them or whatnot log in with them but that's a that's one tip and that's you that's generally what i'm going to do for, for yeah, research I on it i actually did that last year uh before we had it fixed you didn't get anywhere with it though huh? issues about leaking sunroofs but they use the air pressure and they flush it every time i take it in for an oil change now i don't know if it's going to make a difference but that's what we're doing Huh. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like a design flaw, especially if you're saying you heard a lot of other people had it. So I'll try to help you out with that. If you want to shoot an email, I'll just see if I get luckier than you do (laughs) on doing the same research. I'll do that. Thank you. Thanks, Jackie. And remember, our email is auto at mpbonline.org. And we appreciate you bringing that up. Maybe other sunroof people will be reminded to use your sunroof and flush out the drainage holes yeah all right let's go to our last call for the day is barry and boonville barry thanks for calling into auto correct you're on the air go ahead uh thank you i live in tennessee i was just traveling uh two quick comments number one i'm old i'm like 74 but there was one of the questions on our test back years ago about how following how close to following it was like and you may have covered this uh, one car length for every 10 miles travel so if you're uh, going 50 at least five car lengths but as you ladies said a little further on rainy days and the other thing the fellow with the ford explorer we had a like in the late 90s or early 2000s i can't remember ford explorer just bought it on the interstate going out west got to nashville tennessee hit a bucket quit had it towed in the guy fixed it got out to about arizona same thing, uh, Trooper fixed it. I had enough sense to watch him do it this time. And what the young lady mentioned a while ago, there's a, and the gentleman over there on the passenger side, there's a little thing that plugs together. Every time I'd hit a bump, it would hit it and it'd just come loose and then you put it back together. Uh, but, it, but anyway, I totally enjoy your show. I'm out of here. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Call us Barry. next time you come through. Thanks, Barry. All right. Well, we're finishing off today with um, tips for driving in the rain. Watch out for standing water. Turn around, don't drown.
be careful if you're driving. What was that? Turn around, don't drown. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't drive through standing water because you could That's... either hydroplane or you don't know what's under the water. If it's standing, there could be a Mississippi uh, pothole under there that you're... You, you don't know a Mississippi about. pothole is a real thing. Yeah. And another one is let off the gas when hydroplaning. Hydroplaning is one of the most common car accidents in the rain because drivers can lose control. I uh, got a little tip if you spin out, turn into the spin. So okay. if you're if you're spinning to the left, turn your wheel towards it. You you feel like you want to turn the opposite way because right. you're trying to get out of it, mm-hmm. but turn into it and you'll gain control faster. Okay. Uh, ventilate your car. Rain causes humidity levels to increase, and if your rain if your car becomes foggy, you need to uh, maybe crack your window a little bit to make sure you get some ventilation. Yeah, that's what those little rain guards on the side of the Oh, I love those. I do, too. I absolutely love them. I need to get them. You can get them from any local parts store, too. Okay. And uh, quickly, our other tips were just wait a moment for the weather to improve if it's possible. Double-check your car's equipment. Don't drive through a tornado like that. (laughs) Double-check your car's equipment, including headlights, taillights, wipers, and tires. Slow down. Turn on your headlights. Use your wipers. Maintain a safe distance. Distance between cars, uh, three, four, five seconds. Avoid heavy braking. And then super quickly, Allison has got an auto workshop May 7th at 10 a.m. on the Brandon Reservoir Spillway Library. And May 17th, she... May 11th. May 11th, thank you. May 11th, uh, she and a lot of other folks are going to be at Trustmark Park in Pearl with the South Life Car Show. Yes. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Our call screener today has been Kevin Farrell. Our board engineer is Michelle McAdoo. For Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 